Hello, and welcome to Unconditional Love Fellowship with Bishop Malcolm Smith. This is webinar episode number 126, Perfect Peace. For more information and more teachings by Malcolm Smith, including books, audio MP3 downloads, and videos, please visit www.malcolmsmith.org. And now, Bishop Malcolm Smith. And the Lord be with you all. I want to share over the next few weeks, possibly, um, concerning the peace of God. It is one of the major words of Scripture. It's one of the great promises of God to us through Jesus that we should walk in perfect peace. And one of the texts that you could say anchor that uh, is in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. And I'll use that as a base. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you, trust in the Lord forever. And tonight I want to look at this peace that God gives us through Jesus that is here called perfect peace. And if ever there was a time <clears throat> when we need to understand what is ours in terms of this peace, this perfect peace of God, keeping our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, it is now. We live in a world where the, the very atmosphere of this world, the energy of this world is chaos. It is filled with anxiety and fears of every description. And we believers who are living the gospel stand in the midst of that world with the perfect peace, the peace that God gives. And I might say a couple of things before we plunge into it. The, the word perfect is an English word here. We put it in because if we tra translated it literally from the Hebrew language, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. It, but actually in the Hebrew language, it says you will keep him in peace, in peace, as if like the waves of the sea, in peace, and then in peace. And in the New Testament, in First Peter, in the first, uh, I think it's verse 2, it, it speaks of peace being multiplied to us. Peace upon peace upon peace, like an ever uh, coming in tide. Uh, it's coming now into the nooks and crannies and caves of our life where never been before. The peace of God. Peace. Peace being multiplied into our entire being. And then I, I want to look and take time to look at this word, peace, because that again is the English word, obviously. And the Hebrew word here, and in most other places where you'll see this word, it is shalom, and many of you know that word. Today it's used in Israel. And, and if you go to Israel, they greet you with that, shalom. But you see, the trouble is, shalom, 
this, this Hebrew word cannot really be translated into English in one word. There is no one word equivalency to the word shalom. And when we translate it as peace, that's as good as it gets. And yes, it does mean peace. But actually the word peace in English, especially as it is used today, is kind of a weak translation of this. Very few people know what the word means in English. And and as I say, it's not fully the equivalent word for shalom, because shalom is such a rich word, and it goes to such depths within our human experience. So I want to take a good moment to look at the word shalom. What does it mean? And of course, we'll need a whole bunch of words in English to try and say what this word means, shalom. Um, if, if a person is described as being shalom, um, and if we use our English translation at peace, then this word in the Hebrew language, it means that that person has a deep, and by deep I mean down to the very spirit levels of our being where we originate as persons, right to the very center of our being, we have a great sense, a knowing of, what shall I say, well-being. One could almost say happy, but that again is such a, a hackneyed word in English, it doesn't really mean very much. Uh, so well-being, that, that, that sense, that, that deep sense that uh, I, I am complete. Uh, it's that deep sense that I am fulfilled and I am content. Now, of course, if you think about those words long, yes, I suppose the English word peace does say that. But this word shalom, it is telling me that this peace, this peace, peace that comes from God brings me to this sense of completion. That is, that there's no anxiety within that, that says, have I missed life? Uh, it, this is not the word for, what did they call it, middle-aged crisis, where I'm always wondering, did I do the right thing? Did I take the right path? Am I in the right place? No, this word peace means that I sit back and I relax into the arms of God and I know that He in me and I in Him complete, satisfied, content. Whatever's happening around me, they may buzz like angry wasps, circumstances and people, but within me I have the sense of contentment. And so Paul wrote about this way on in the New Testament in Philippians 4. When he gives that list, you remember, he says that he's learned in all things, in all things of life, to be content. 
and goes on to describe that there's the days of abounding and there's the days of having nothing. But he says, all these things can't move me. It doesn't matter what's happening around me. Within the deepest recesses of being, content, satisfied. Yeah, well-being. And really, when you say well-being, yeah, a moment ago I, I, I said it, it's sort of what we mean by happiness, but it isn't. The, the Bible word for well-being is the sound of joy within us. It is not giggling and laughing necessarily, but in everything we say and the way we look and our attitude to life, it's that deep-seated joy that arises out of rest and satisfaction. Okay. But, but there's more to it than that. You see, that's the problem. Um, the word shalom, it, it has in it the idea of living in harmony. That is, it's not a, a jangled cacophony of, of bits and pieces inside of me. There's harmony. Um, there's there's an integration point. Something holds me together. There is a conductor to my life producing a symphony in my life. I'm in harmony. I'm in balance. You could almost say, though it's not necessarily found in dictionaries, but it's almost the melody that that life you know what I mean. When a person is singing and they're off pitch, you know, and it grates on your ears, or when some kinds of music is being, well, I was going to say played, you can hardly call it played, it's just a clanging of sound, a, a grating on the person. And, and when it is, it, it, it cuts you to the soul. Um, it, no, harmony. Beauty, that's a beauty, uh, a balance. There's, there's nothing screaming at you. It's, it's just the, the balance. Yeah, again, you could say, well, that's peace. Yeah, it is. Except we don't go into these words as much as it did. Peace, this balance of life. Uh, I'm, I'm in balance with God himself. My spirit responds to his spirit and I know unity, I know oneness with God himself. I live, said Paul, yet not I, it's Christ who lives in me. And, and so that there's not a grating between my heart and God. We have, as the New Testament says, peace with God. This harmony, this symphony of union with him, but also the harmony within ourselves. The, the human, since the fall of man, uh, is a strange creature because there's disharmony, there's separation within the self. You noticed it. It seems that half of you would sit beside you and hate you. Have you, have you noticed that? Uh, part of you sits beside the other part of you to say you're no good, you're worthless, you don't amount to a hill of beans, you never will. 
and, and then usually drag up the past and say, you're not like him, you're not like her. It's a pity you're not like your sister. And, and on and on and on it goes. There's a division, there's a horrible separation within where I fight I. Well, when the peace of God comes, there is balance and there's harmony and we hear the Holy Spirit speaking within us that we are the children of God and we have limitless worth for our worth has been defined in the blood of Jesus. That's peace. It's shalom, this harmony with life itself so that we're not fighting life. We're not envying others. We're not saying, if only, if only, or what would have happened if I had? No, we are grounded. We are now centered. We are integrated that in this moment, wherever I am, I am in Christ and Christ is in me. It's, do you understand? It's a melody. Life becomes a song. And other people. Um, enough to say, the book of Proverbs says that, that when we're walking in Christ, well, it says, when a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies shall be at peace. That this person of shalom, they are sending out a radiance, shall I say. Uh, they're sending out a magnetic field which brings peace wherever they are. Of course, some people will hate them just for that. But that they themselves are at peace with the world. This person has forgiven the world. Whatever the world has done to them. Harmony. Okay. But... Such a person, such a heart, knows security. They know the sense of safety, complete safety. You might even say, though it's rather a poetic word, but I suppose there's poetry here, tranquility. It's what David said, you make me to lie down beside still waters, still waters. The, the tranquility, peace, yes, but but again, I say this is a deeper than our English word, because when we say peace in English, we mean, and I would say that almost absolutely, we mean that everything is at peace around me, everything is in harmony around me, and therefore I am at peace. Whereas this word shalom means you are at peace even if the world around you is in chaos. You are in peace even if there is war declared in your, your world. Um, so your peace, your shalom, this word we're trying to get at, it does not come from events. This is why the world does not understand it. This is why it says in the New Testament that it's the peace of God which passes human comprehension. That, that the human brain, the human way cannot get a handle on this. 
Because to the human, peace comes from events that are going my way. Peace comes from people who are nice to me and who fit into my life. Whereas this word that we're looking at means that this sense of security and safety, this calm, this stillness at center, which doesn't come from events and people. It comes from my union with God, the Spirit at the center of my being. That's amazing. I mean, please let this sink in. I'm taking time trying to define a word. Let's really get it inside of us. Because if what I've said is indeed what this word means, then that's the end of anxiety. Can you imagine life? The end of anxiety, the end of worry, and in fact, the end of fear. Because peace, this word peace, means that you have a peace in the very center of your being that no event and no person can destroy. They can't take it away. And therefore, they, or the combination of these being an event or a situation, cannot make me anxious. The presence of plenty or the presence of lack cannot make me worry or anxious because there is peace. And this is, we're talking about something so powerful that it stills the mind and it brings every thought into captive to Jesus instead of its own craziness going off in a thousand directions to imagine a thousand ways you're going to die within a week. No, this is peace, and it's present in the midst of trouble. Shalom. But also, and really if you think it through, it goes with everything I've said, that the word peace, shalom, it, it, it means true, real health, which is not this thing that is modern medicine where they'll just squelch the symptoms. And so you still have all the problems, but you don't feel them anymore. It's been masked. And in many cases, to mask your painful symptoms, they've given you another half dozen diseases. Um, No, this is the true health, I'll say, yes, the true health of God. And true health only ends up in the body. It begins again down there in the very heart of your being. Do you know um, the word holy? And and I don't know what you think of when I say holy. Many people think of some awful list of rules and uh, a God who's always half mad at you because you've done something wrong and you're you're holy, which means you're you're afraid to move in case you get unholy afraid to talk to people unless they're like you. And 
No, Lord, help save us from that. That's pagan. No, the word holy actually spells over into English as whole, W-H-O-L-E. And so holy and whole. And what does whole mean? It means total radiant health. And, and, and therefore, the idea of the health of my spirit, the health of my mind, the light of God in my thoughts, the creative life of God in my emotions, the joy, the peace, yes, that word again, in, in my emotions, the love of God in my thoughts and my feelings, and all that infused into the very cells and atomic structure of the body, shalom, peace, peace to your whole being, peace to the very heart of you through to the very periphery of you, Shalom. This is a word that is used in the scripture to describe true, I mean true, real prosperity and real success. So that in union with God, filled with his light, alive with his life, filled with his love, and it infuses the work of our hands our daily jobs, and our place in the community. And that, the Bible says, that you have that real prosperity, not something out here, while on the inside you're being eaten by rats. No, this is the whole thing. Shalom. It describes in the scripture a state of relationship. You just don't have a glob of something called peace. Peace is relationship. It is reaching out to another and receiving. It is two persons in relationship. And that begins with relationship between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and me. And me in Him. And it then becomes relationship with others and, and so on. Um, it is a word used in the description of covenant where two persons are bonded together. In fact, this word shalom is used as a sort of shorthand term to describe the kingdom of God in the Old Testament. And it's a, it's a, a word that's used to describe salvation. I mean, the whole salvation. So you will find if you define salvation in the scripture, it overlaps into what we've been saying. Jesus said, do you remember the woman with the hemorrhage and she came through the crowd to touch the hem of his garment? Do you remember that? And when she touched his garment, she was completely made whole. And Jesus said to her at the end of his conversation with her, do you remember? He said, and the, the actual wording of the original scripture is, go into this word, shalom, peace. And in most of our Bibles, I think it says, go in peace. 
which is good enough, but it says, go into peace. That is, this day is the beginning of days for you, little lady. Go into a new world of shalom, where your body is now made whole through the power of the Spirit of Jesus. Go into a world where you are anchored, rooted in peace, to walk in peace and give peace. No peace. There it is. Yeah. See, God calls himself the God of peace, God of shalom. And when we come to contemplate who is God, which, which is the greatest question you'll ever ask, um, and that's when all of life began to fit together. When I asked that question, as I'd never asked it before, who is God? And... You, you come immediately to the revelation that God has given of himself through Jesus, that he is the Father, the Father who loves us with, with a love that it defies all description, limitless love, love without boundary, love without condition, Father who reveals himself in the Son, who is called the Word, the, the exegete, the exposition of the heart of God, God the Son, and, and, and God the Son in taking to himself a humanity and, and dying becomes the definition. This is the extent of God's love to you. God the Holy Spirit who comes within us and actually is our coach within us, and he is the one who whispers truths into our spirit. But that God is the God of Shalom. That God. He is infinite love, and, and within himself, I mean, before we showed up, God is love before there was creation. God is love within himself, the Father loves the Son, and the Son loves the Father, and the Holy Spirit is, is the ever showering abroad the, the, what can I say, the celebration of that love. And in love there is perfect safety, perfect safety, perfect security, tranquility. And so within God is this safety of love where there can be no betrayal, where there cannot be lies. Therefore, God is light. <clears throat> he is transparent God. He is life that ever increases. And, and that is why he is called holy. He is the whole one. He, he is love that is ever pouring forth. And of course, there is no fear in God. He, he's the Holy One in every sense of that word because he's the God of peace. And out of that peace, out of that peace, I mean, think about it. 
Think about it. Everything I've just said about peace, God is that. He doesn't have it. He is it. He is the original fountain. He is that. And he wills, because of who he is, he wills to create another that would be like him, another that would be created, capable of uniting with him, though a creature and he creator, yet he willed that another would share this shalom, another would share this love, and that would be worked out inside of creation. And so God created the God who didn't have to create. There was no necessity to create. He created because love willed that you would share his love. That's it. He created because he willed and wanted that his peace, shalom, would be made manifest in your life on the highways and in the homes and the offices and the schools of this created world. That's it. We were created to walk in shalom. Walk in peace with God. Walk in peace within ourselves instead of the separated self of sin. To walk in union with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This relationship that would spill over one to another so that we would be a race of people who loved one another as we were loved, two would walk and live in unity and in shalom together. It's that, that, for that relationship, we were created. You could say that's the original home. That's the original life. Enter sin. And Sin is the false god, the one we call by many names, Satan, the devil, and so on. But the, the false god, the phony god, the wannabe god, who now comes and portrays before the first humans this false relationship. Everything he does is false. It's a copy, but it's a false copy. And so he portrayed a relationship to his words, portrayed a relationship in which they would now obsess themselves and believe that they had the divine within them and with no need of God. He, he brought them to a place of hostility to God. He painted God in pictures as the one who was holding them back from their fullest fulfillment. Lies, 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 and blinded their eyes so they believed it. And so mankind lost shalom, lost all sense of love, though God never stopped loving, but they lost the sense of it. And now they must seek peace. They must seek shalom within themselves and from their own resources. 
And so the scripture says, there is no shalom to the wicked. Mankind plunged into a darkness, into a great discord, into a great chaos. And the scream and the scratch of life, like drawing your nails over a pane of glass. Man had lost shalom, but lost, but not quite because... You know, you sort of remember. Have you ever had a dream? And the next morning, you know you had the dream, but you can't remember it. That's frustrating, isn't it? But you see, that's mankind. Mankind remembers home. He remembers love. He remembers shalom. He remembers life, but he can't remember. It's there, a vague blur that there was something, a real home for which he was made, for which he fitted like a piece of a jigsaw puzzle. But he's forgotten where it was or how to get there or really what it was. And so he uses these words, love and peace, but he really doesn't know what they mean. Not really, because he's aware that when he has what he's calling love, it's a shabby thing. Here today, gone tomorrow. When he's got this thing he calls peace, it's, it's like a will-o'-the-wisp. It's like a spider's web glistening, but then, like August sun, it, it, it fades away. Lost. There's a pain in the human. There is the pain of longing. There's a pain of desire. Yes, it's a longing and a desire that causes pain. A pain of longing for what real love. It's just, it's out there. I can't put my fingers around it, but I was made for shalom, that peace in every dimension. But it's elusive. I can't get it. And of course, in 21st century America, it's utter craziness. Every other commercial on television is screaming at you, here is peace. If you buy this product, you'll have peace. Here is love. If you buy this, everybody will love you. And like idiots, people believe those undercurrent words. But if I buy that car, I'll finally have peace. And you know what I'm saying. It's, it's man, but he never finds it. He never finds it. And, and that brings an underlying anxiety that I'm living and my life is drifting away so fast and I haven't found this home that I can hardly define what I'm talking about. It's an underlying anxiety. And much of religion is based on that, feeds on it. If you do this and if you do that, if you keep this list of rules, then you'll have it. And we can't. We break the rules and then, and there is no anxiety on this planet like religious anxiety. Because the perpetrators of religious anxiety would have you believe 
that they can damn you in hell at the drop of a hat because you didn't keep the rules. But God refuses to be defined by the liar. He refuses to have his being expounded by those who are blinded by the lie. And so God came himself in Jesus. Jesus is God from God, revealing God. And he came and he joined himself to us. He became, and I mean became, human. Without ever ceasing to be God, he he took our humanity and joined himself therein. And to this day and unto all ages of ages, he still has locked himself into our humanity. And Jesus, God among us, Jesus is the human embodiment of shalom. For God only is shalom, but now shalom has made himself known inside our humanness so we can see what it looks like. And Jesus, then, is the only source of shalom among humans. You won't find peace. This is the way. He said it. I am the way. I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm the real thing. I'm the life. I am what you're, I am what you're looking for all your life. Nobody comes to the Father but by me. He came into this world of no peace in order to bring the race of mankind to peace with God and the peace of God and to bring about unity, love shed abroad in our hearts so that we might love one another even as he has loved us. You know... And, and just as you just throw it out, but have you noticed the, the absolute peace? Just read through the Gospels with this in mind. You know, have you ever done that? Just read through something in the Scripture, just looking for one thing. Read through the Scripture looking at the peace that Jesus had. You know, if, if you're talking of the dangers, death. Um, Well, you know, we've referred to it so often, how Jesus asleep in the mother of storms. And as the storm howled around that little tiny boat, Jesus was asleep. And he wasn't below decks as if to be protected. He He was on deck, laying on a cushion, and he's asleep as the wind howls and the hurricane bursts in full force upon them. He slept. And he wasn't pretending. He would cease to be God if he did that. Only politicians do that. No, no, Jesus, it's a real thing. He slept. And they had to shake him and wake him. And his response was, where is your faith? That is, I, my, my rest is my trust in my Father. That's peace. 
That's peace indeed. Um, and then, have you ever thought where he got his teaching from? You know, in Matthew 6, at the end of that chapter, he talks about anxiety over what shall we eat and what shall we drink and the, the house we'll live in, the clothes we wear, all that stuff. And he says, why are you anxious? Why are you always pouring over your, your, your bills and saying, where is it going to come from? Where is it going to come from? He said, why are you anxious? Your heavenly Father knows. And the whole import of the chapter is rest in him. Walk in trust that your father knows what's in your refrigerator. He knows your children have outgrown the clothes from last year. He knows that. Rest, peace. Where did Jesus get that from? I believe that's why most of the life of Jesus was lived as a peasant in Nazareth with a carpenter shop, meeting bills, paying taxes, having to buy stuff for the house. And Jesus, though he was God, now learns as a human to trust his Father in every detail of life. And, and he said, did he not come to me and I will give you rest. And then in the upper room in John 14, 15, 16, he says, my peace, my shalom, my shalom, I give to you. And my shalom, he said, is not as the world gives. My shalom is a matter of the heart. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Yeah, that, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. He said he was the center of peace. He was peace come among humans. And now he is the giver of peace. That's Jesus. Peace is in him. It's not in a change of events. It's not in a swapping out of people. It's not moving to the North Pole to get away from the people that upset life. No, peace is in Jesus. For he is God come to give us that peace. That's what the angels said when they sang, peace on earth. Do you realize if, now if you were a Hebrew person and, and you, you understood this word and then the skies are filled with the music of God saying shalom, shalom on earth. Yes. And he enters into our death. He comes into the ultimate end of no peace. And there he embraces us and then he rises out of that, having shattered death like flinging a vase to the floor. And he carried us with him. And he then gives the Holy Spirit, who is God, come to now dwell inside of us as we trust in Jesus. And dwelling inside of us. 
he brings to us, to that innermost person that we are, you are. He brings the kingdom or the rule or the way of God. And what is the way of God? Romans 14 says the kingdom of God is righteousness, shalom, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The shalom that is in God that came in Jesus is now put inside of us by the Holy Spirit. And one flashing radiance of the Holy Spirit's presence, the fruit of his being there, is shalom. Again, that, that's something we can't really translate into English. You need to know. So the fruit, the singular fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And, and really you should hyphenate that whole sentence because the fruit of the Spirit is all of that. You can't put it into one word. And so one flashing radiance of spirit fruit or the presence of the Holy Spirit is shalom. <laughs> See, this, this peace is relationship. I said that before. But this anchor text back in Isaiah 26, it says, you Speaking to God, you will keep him in perfect peace. You. You. It's, you refers to the person of God, obviously. So he's saying that in this relationship, this perfect peace comes from God himself. Why do I make a point of that? Because this shalom, this life that, uh, that goes beyond any life this world knows, this life is not a formula. Oh, there's lots of books out there that will say that here's the formula for a peaceful life or whatever kind of life they call it. But no, it's not a formula. Here's the method. Here's 10 easy steps to be free from worry. Yeah. No, this doesn't work. It's not a method. It's not a formula. And of course, the latest idiocy that you'll even hear on public television is, is that now we, we call on the universe and we are in harmony with the universe. And, and you hear and they speak of it with, with authority. Uh, the, you know, Hollywood stars and the stars of television. And they, they, they say, we, we just, you know, we called on the universe. See what the universe has sent us. Will you stop that nonsense? The universe is created. The universe is creature. And the universe is impersonal. You might as well say that your electricity loves you. You might as well say that your electricity has a plan for your life. Don't be daft. That, 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 no, no, no. Well, we're talking about the creator, not his creation. You have a relationship with him who is love. 
I suppose if you're terrified of that or if you're hostile to that, you'll even think the universe can talk to you. But it isn't. Peace is not in the universe. Peace is not in any created thing. Peace flows from the Creator Himself and was exegeted to us, revealed to us in Jesus and is now actualized in us through the Holy Spirit. God himself is the fountain, the original fountain of peace. Peace, I say again, is relationship. So I've got to close this down. (laughs) I I made reference... few minutes ago and I'm afraid it's only going to be another reference we'll get to it later on in a few 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 weeks time maybe but in 1 Peter 1 and verse 2 Peter prays and in his prayer portrays a life in which grace and peace this word shalom is multiplied So you do not only receive shalom through the Holy Spirit, but that peace is multiplied. Not merely added to, by the way, multiplied. Yeah. You know, 12 plus 12 is 24, but 12 times 12, 140, you know, multiplication. It's a marvelous verse here in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, where it says, speaking of Jesus, it says, the increase of his government or his rule in your life and peace, shalom, shall know no end. Did you hear that? Speaking of Jesus in his relationship to you, it says of the increase, the increase, the increase, the multiplication of his governance, his rule in your life, your, the, the, the rule of God becomes a greater and greater and greater reality in your life. And it says, his government and peace. When he governs, he brings peace. If you've got anxiety through your religious experience, then you do not know Jesus. Jesus never brings religious anxiety. He never brings condemnation. He never rubs your nose in guilt. He never shames you. His government means shalom, peace. And it says it will know no end. That is, it never stops growing, never stops increasing. It's multiplied within you. Well, I think I've said enough in one sense. For for the majority of you, I, I say simply, now, for the next week, recognize this is so. This peace-bringing Holy Spirit is now within you, which means within all that you call life and all the events that you call life, The Holy Spirit is within you. Hear the word of the Lord. That's what it is to be a Christian. That's what it is to believe, to trust in Jesus. That's what it is to have come to the Father, that the Holy Spirit is now 
in everything that you call life, beginning with your innermost self. He is. And we live in such a world and sometimes have been, what, drugged by various forms of religion so that we can no longer think that. Religion is like robots going to church on Sunday and sitting in the same place and singing the same hymn and then robotically shaping the pastor's hand and going home and you've been to church. No. Slap your face. Wake up! Wake up! You have been born again into shalom. And Jesus says to you, go into shalom, into a world that is now defined by the peace of God through Jesus. And in that world, so many times, we are obsessed with the problems the problem situation, the problem event, the problem persons. And we're saying, if only the event would change, if only the person would move away, if only I could get out of this situation, then I would have peace. No, you wouldn't. Because peace is not in the events. Peace is not in the persons around you. Peace is in Jesus Christ who is in you and in this situation through his spirit. And it is for you, if that is your case, obsessed with a problem, it, it is for you, be still and recognize the presence of the Prince of Peace through his now with you, in you spirit. And surrender to him, yield to him, delight in him, give thanks to him, and let that peace of God grow within you and be multiplied within you. And he will keep you in perfect peace, peace upon peace upon peace, as you recognize him. Well, I, I am going to finish there. But next week we will go back to this anchor text and see what else it has to say. Because it says quite a bit, doesn't it? It says, you will keep him. What, what does that mean? Whose mind, what's that? Who, whose mind is stayed on thee. It says a lot in that text. But for now, I want you to grasp this gift of God and just to go through life for the next seven days realizing this is so. Because that's the gift of God. Jesus said, my, my, my peace I give to you. Then wallow in the gift and realize the isness of his peace. Amen. Now the blessing of God who is almighty love, the God of all shalom, that God this night bless you, grant you the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of your understanding, to recognize, to see Peace himself is right in the middle of you. 
and to surrender to him. So I bless you and declare that is the way it is. Amen.